Psalm chapter 119, part 2 of 3. In this episode, we will cover verses 57 through 104. Verse 57, Cheth. Cheth is the eighth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It means hedge, and this represents protection. The blood of Jesus puts a hedge around our lives. Because of the righteousness of Jesus in us, we don't have inner demons. And he'll also protect us any time that we call on him. My portion is Jehovah, I have said, to keep thy words. So far this entire chapter has been about obeying the commands of the Lord. When we obey his commands, we receive salvation along with all the other blessings. So he is saying that his inheritance is to keep the commands of God. 58. I appease thy face with the whole heart. Favor me according to thy saying. Appease is not the correct translation. A lot of translations will use the word appease or appeasement in the Bible, but I disagree with this choice for a translation. The correct choice should be supplication. Appeasement is when you pay off a god, which only happens with demon gods. The pagans had to pay off demon gods by perverse sex acts, which they still do today. Or they had to give money to the demon or give part of their crops to the demon in order to be protected. Our God feeds us. We don't feed him. So there is no such thing as appeasement with the one true God. He cannot be appeased because he is the giver of everything, including life. He's not a taker. It is demon gods who are takers. This should say, with my whole heart I plead or I ask that you will favor me. 59. I have reckoned my ways and turned back my feet unto thy testimonies. The singer is saying that he has repented and turned back to follow the Lord. 60. I have made haste and delay not to keep thy commands. The singer is obeying the Lord now, not tomorrow, not next week, or next month. Repentance isn't in the future, it's always now or it isn't repentance at all. 61. Cords of the wicked have surrounded me. Thy law I have not forgotten. Even in adversity, even when we're being attacked from all sides, we still follow the commands of the Lord. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians, when they're in a difficult spot, they will turn to sin to get their needs met. But this singer in verse 41 is saying that when he's in a difficult spot, he's going to keep obeying the Lord. 62. At midnight I rise to give thanks to thee for the judgments of thy righteousness. When you wake up in the middle of the night, make it a practice to pray. 63. A companion I am to all who fear thee and to those keeping thy precepts. We should be friends with fellow Christians and not abandon them. 64. Of thy kindness, O Jehovah, the earth is full. Thy statutes teach thou me. This is another metaphor. Psalm said several times in other chapters that the kindness of the Lord is enough to fill the atmosphere. This verse is saying it's enough to fill the entire earth, which is probably bigger than the atmosphere. And yes, 
hell is an act of kindness from the Lord. Without hell, we don't have heaven, because hell keeps the evildoers out of heaven, and heaven wouldn't be heaven if the evildoers were allowed to enter there. It would be another earth with all of the same problems that we have on earth. So it is part of the Lord's kindness that he sends the unrighteous to hell on judgment day. Thy statutes teach thou me. It talks about the importance of learning the commandments of the Lord. Today, Christians are taught very often that they don't have to obey the Lord because that's works salvation, and nothing could be further from the truth. Obedience is part of salvation. Works salvation is practicing ordinances, like going to church, praying before a meal, putting tithe in the offering, participating in Wednesday night fellowship. All of that is ordinances, and there's nothing wrong with that stuff, but it cannot save us. 65. Teth. Teth is the ninth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and it means serpent or snake. It reminds us that we were born into sin and that Jesus conquers our sin because it was the snake, the serpent, who tempted Eve in the garden, and then she succumbed to that temptation. But with the righteousness of Jesus Christ in us, we don't have to give in to temptation. Good thou didst with thy servant, O Jehovah, according to thy word. Whatever the Lord does to us is good, even if it's discipline or punishment. It's righteous. 66. The goodness of reason and knowledge teach me, for in thy commands I have believed. When we believe, we obey. In order to obey, we have to know what the commandments of the Lord are. That's the reason a lot of people don't like reading the Bible. It's because they don't really believe what the Lord has said, so they don't think they need to know what the Lord has said. They don't take him seriously. 67. Before I am afflicted, I, I am erring, and now thy saying I have kept. This is a beautiful verse because it says that he once lived in sin, then the Lord disciplined him, and then he repented. Now he obeys the Lord. And this is why the Lord disciplines us, to bring us into obedience. 68. Good thou art, and doing good, teach me thy statutes. That's a repeat of what was said earlier in the song, so it's probably a chorus line. 69. Forged against me, falsehood have the proud. I with the whole heart keep thy precepts. This says, even when arrogant people tell lies about me, I still obey your commands. The reason that we face hardship is to test our faith, and we need to remember that and keep reminding ourselves every time that we face hardship, it is a test. If we don't understand that it's a test, we're not going to pass. We're going to react and try to take care of ourselves and try to meet our own needs, and we're going to end up sinning. But when we realize every single time that hardship is a test, then we will remain faithful. And when people tell lies about us, we'll keep obeying the Lord. We won't retaliate. 70. Insensate as fat hath been their heart. I, in thy law, I have delighted. Arrogant people are self-satisfied. They don't think that they need to obey the Lord. They're happy just doing what they want to do. But we who believe in the Lord 
delight in following his laws. 71. Good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. And yes, it's very good when the Lord disciplines us, and it's very good when we go through the fire and through testing, because that's how we learn to obey better, and that's how our faith becomes much stronger. 72. Better to me is the law of thy youth than thousands of gold and silver. The commands of the Lord are better than all the money in the world. All the money in the world without obedience will lead us to hell, and then we'll be very poor in hell forever. But we can be poor and obey the Lord, and then we go to heaven, which is eternal joy. 73. Yod Yod is the tenth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and it means hands. The Lord fights for us with his hand, and he is also the one who created us with his hands. The same God who created us is the God who we can trust to fight for us. Thy hand made me and established me, caused me to understand, and I learn thy commands. The God who created us can teach us his laws as well, and we learn through obedience. It isn't good enough just to hear his law, we have to practice it. All the demons know what God's laws are, but they don't practice. 74. Those fearing thee see me and rejoice, because for thy word I have hoped. All who follow the Lord will rejoice when they see their fellow Christian triumphing over sin. 75. I have known, O Jehovah, that righteous are thy judgments, and in faithfulness thou hast afflicted me. Whenever the Lord disciplines us or allows us to go through the fire of suffering, it is for our good. It makes us more like him. 74. Let I pray thee, thy kindness be to comfort for me, according to thy saying to thy servant. May the Lord be kind to you forever. 77. Let me do thy mercies, and I live, for thy law is my delight. We live by the commandments of the Lord. Jesus said, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the Lord's mouth. And the words that come out of his mouth are his commands. 78. Ashamed are the proud, for with falsehood they dealt perversely with me. I meditate in thy precepts. Those who refuse to obey the Lord will one day stand in shame. If it's not in this life, it will be on judgment day. But many of them will be ashamed in this life, because they'll get exposed. 79. Those fearing thee turn back to me, and those knowing thy testimonies. It says those turn back to me, so I think that means the people who supported King David were also friends of God. 80. My heart is perfect in thy statutes, so that I am not ashamed. Perfection is obeying the commands of the Lord and forgiving those who hurt us. A lot of people today claim that you can't be perfect, but according to the Bible, we're commanded to be perfect. This doesn't mean that we're the most intelligent or beautiful or talented person in the world. It simply means that we obey the Lord. Anyone can be perfect by that standard that is in the Bible. 81. Calf. Calf is the eleventh letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and it means wing, the wing of a bird. And there are many Bible verses that say that we are protected under the wing of God. 
consumed for thy salvation hath been my soul. For thy word I have hoped. Little chicks are consumed and obsessed with the protection that comes from their parents. And that's how we feel about the Lord when we know him and we obey him. 82. Consumed have been mine eyes for thy word, saying, When doth it comfort me? We read the word of God and we long to be comforted by it. And we are comforted by it very quickly because we know that it will change our heart and our mind and bring us peace. 83. For I have been as a bottle in smoke, thy statutes I have not forgotten. A better translation here would be, I have been like a wineskin in smoke. An old wineskin is very fragile, and if you put it near smoke, it will deteriorate. So he's saying, my life is fragile and deteriorating but I still don't forget your commandments. Isn't this beautiful? In several of these verses, it has said that even when the person is getting lied about, when they're getting attacked, when they feel like they're dying, they will still obey the commands of the Lord. That is true obedience, and that is true faith and integrity. 84. How many are the days of thy servant? When dost thou execute against my pursuer's judgment? He's saying, my life is short. When are you going to show me justice against those who pursue me? The Lord will show justice. He has mercy on the people who hurt us. He wants to forgive them just like he has forgiven us. So he is long-suffering toward everybody, including those who persecute us. But he will not have any mercy against the demons who persecute us. Jesus will drive them from our lives when we ask him to, and on judgment day he will put them in fire eternal. 85. The proud have digged for me pits that are not according to thy law. People who don't obey the Lord are arrogant and proud. This passage has said that over and over, that those who refuse to obey the Lord are proud. They think they're better than God. That includes some people who profess to be Christians. Even though they think that they're Christians and they think they're going to heaven and they admire Jesus on the cross, they're too proud to actually obey his commandments. And they dig pits for the weak, but in the end the Lord will rescue those who are weak and humble and simple and who obey him. 86. All thy commands are faithfulness. With falsehood they have pursued me, help thou me. He says, your commands are faithfulness, because the commands of the Lord protect us. As we read in Leviticus, they're all for our personal protection, safety, and comfort. The commands of the Lord even show us affection toward each other and toward the rest of God's creation. 87. Almost consumed me on earth have they, and I, I have not forsaken thy precepts. Even though he's going through fire and trial, he will not stop obeying the Lord. So even when the demons bring all kinds of disaster into your life, keep obeying the Lord. 88. According to thy kindness, quicken thou me, and I keep the testimony of thy mouth. As typical in the book of Psalm, it always says that as long as you keep us alive, we can praise you on earth. And that is a really great reason for the Lord to keep us alive. So he must love our praise. 
and quicken means to make alive. So the singer is saying, keep me alive so that I can keep praising you. 89. Lamed. Lamed is the twelfth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and it means goading stick. A goading stick is a hook that a shepherd uses. It's not his staff or his cane. It's a hook that he uses to prod the sheep and make them go in the right direction. So a goading stick isn't an instrument of comfort, but it is an instrument of safety and trust. You can trust the good shepherd because he'll make sure that you go in the right direction. Even if it's a little uncomfortable at times, he will keep you safe by keeping you on the narrow path. To the age, O Jehovah, thy word is set up in the heavens. Forever and ever, the word of the Lord will reign. 90. To all generations, thy faithfulness, thou didst establish earth, and it standeth. Everybody knows that the Lord is faithful because he created everything and that includes those who deny it. 91. According to thine ordinances, they have stood this day, for the whole are thy servants. All of those who stand willingly before the Lord are his servants. It's talking about Israel, and you and I are spiritually grafted into Israel when we obey the commands of the Lord. 92. Unless thy law were my delights, then had I perished in mine affliction. When we go through the fire but we don't trust the Lord, then we perish. A lot of people lose the faith when they're going through a hard trial. 93. To the age I forget not thy precepts, for by them thou hast quickened me. Forever the singer will remember the commands of the law and obey them. In heaven, we will be obeying every single command of the Lord, so it's good to practice now, because if we're not ready to obey the Lord now, we won't be ready to go to heaven. 94. I am thine, save thou me, for thy precepts I have sought. How do we know that we belong to the Father? It's because we obey him. That's our identity. That's how we know that we're his children. If we don't obey him, then we know that we're not his children. And that's why Jesus told the Pharisees, Your father is Satan, because it was Satan whom they obeyed. They didn't obey the Father in heaven. 95. Thy wicked waited for me to destroy me. Thy testimonies I understand. Again, here's another line saying that even though he's going through trial, he still obeys the Lord. Even when people are lying in wait to take him down, he will still obey the Lord. This is a great instruction for all of us because it reminds us when you're going through adversity, make it a point to obey the Lord. That way you will pass that test. 96. Of all perfection I have seen an end, broad is thy command, exceedingly. And here broad means safety. By following the commands of the Lord, we walk in spiritual safety. We won't fall into sinful relationships or evil business deals or other types of temptations that we would easily fall into if we didn't practice obedience. 97. Mem. Mem is the 13th letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and it means water. This represents the living water of Jesus Christ, which is his resurrection life, eternal.
it lasts forever. This also represents baptism, which is an act of repentance. The reason that the Christians were told to be baptized in the New Testament was because baptism was not a ritual. It was an act of faith whereby you repent of your sins. Oh, how I have loved thy law. All the day it is my meditation. If you're not ready to die to yourself and pick up your cross and obey the Lord, you're not ready for water baptism. So many people today get baptized and so many pastors will baptize people who they know are living in willful sin and they haven't repented. That's like taking communion when you're not even a Christian. There's no point in it because only a Christian benefits from communion and only a repentant person benefits from baptism. And that's why a lot of us, including myself, got re-baptized after we became born again. When we repented of our sins, then we understood what baptism was for and we did it again the right way, in repentance. But when I was in fourth grade and I got baptized, I didn't know that I was supposed to repent of my sins. I was very confused, but they wanted to dunk me in water really bad, so I let them do it. But it had nothing to do with my salvation because I hadn't repented yet. 98. Then mine eyes, thy command maketh me wiser for it is before me to the age. We've seen a definite pattern throughout this entire chapter. Nearly every verse is about obeying the commands of the Lord. Obeying the commands of the Lord is the most important thing you will ever do, and it's the most important thing I will ever do. No ministry work will ever make up for not obeying the Lord. 99. Above all my teachers I have acted wisely for thy testimonies are my meditation. Maybe not every teacher believes what they're saying, and they just think that they're entertaining the kids. But if you really believe those stories, which are the testimonies of God, that's better than simply repeating them. 100. Above elders I understand more, for thy precepts I have kept. Obedience causes us to have wisdom. Without obedience, we don't have any wisdom, no matter how old or young we are. 101. From every evil path I restrained my feet, so that I keep thy word. This is talking about resistance to sin. It isn't a sin to be tempted, it's a sin to give in. And a lot of times we give in in our heart first, when we entertain an evil thought. So we might have lust in our heart, and that is sin itself, even if we don't act out. So don't even give in in your heart. Rebuke the devil. Tell him to go away. That's what Jesus did. When Jesus was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and the devil came and tempted him, he kicked the devil out of his life. He rebuked Satan and told him to leave, and that's what you and I need to do every time. 102. From thy judgments I turned not aside, for thou, thou hast directed me. The Holy Spirit directs us in the right path. And when we start to deviate, he will warn us and tell us that we're going the wrong way, and we need to turn back. 103. How sweet to my palate hath been thy sayings, above honey to my mouth. This is a metaphor. He says the commandments of the Lord are sweeter than honey, and that is so true. I have safety in my life by the commandments of the Lord, emotional, spiritual, and even physical safety, because I obey the Lord. 104. 
From thy precepts I have understanding, therefore I have hated every false path. We hate sin because we see the destruction that it previously caused in our lives, and we never want to go back to that. We hate that old life. It was a filthy, pitiful life, and we love the life that we have now in Jesus Christ. And that ends this segment of Psalm 119. In the next episode, we will finish this chapter.